Well, great. I want to go ahead and uh, get to our speaker um, this uh, morning. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about him, uh, but then I want to tell you a little bit about what he's meant to me. It's Pastor Don Coleman uh, from Richmond, Virginia, and he pastors East End Fellowship in uh, Richmond, Virginia. And Don's been he's been working in that in the community over 20 plus years. He's known in the in the community there in Richmond for his work in uh, rec racial reconciliation and his work in inner city communities. Don's been married over 30 years to the same lovely woman. Got two beautiful grown children. Amen. I'm going to be there one day. And uh, it's, it's just excited to be. But me and Don connected uh, some years ago at the CCDA conference. And uh, it just even in our initial conversations, in a lot of ways, I just felt like I was talking to somebody who got me right off the bat. And it got to the point where I was looking more forward to the conference of seeing him than I was the actual conference. Um, and we lost some touch for a few years, but we re reconnected uh, and uh, got a chance. And I just asked Don to be a mentor for me. Uh, Don has been working in inner city Richmond along with the, our stories. We've been just laughing and talking about all this. Our stories are so parallel. They're connected with a nonprofit. Very similar to how we work with Agape. They're about the transformation of a changing community in the inner city there of Richmond, much like we are. And so he is a he's a few he's a few miles ahead of where we are. And so he's been great to give us insight and wisdom. And so he's been here all weekend and I've been just trying to sponge off of him. And so uh, would y'all put your hands together and welcome a good friend and pastor Don Coleman as he shares his word with us today. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Good to be here. Past good to be here. Any of y'all been to Rays before? Yes, sir. Uh, I, I shouldn't have did that. I should not <laughs> have went to Rays. The brother tried to warn me, but he didn't give me enough notice. Lord, I'm still full from last. <laughs> and then we went to what? Papa. Papa Lord have mercy, God. <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking, bro, bro, we can't be doing this back to back like that. And one thing I want to honor your pastor and want to definitely give him a word of wisdom. You looking good, bro. Don't do this. All right. Stay right there. You keep on looking out for yourself, brother. They're going to need you on the battlefield. So you keep on. And Melissa, you let stick with the brother. Like, yeah, bro, don't do that blowing up thing. Don't do that. Praise God. Let me pray. Father, I thank you so much. <clears throat> Mary Hart does good like a medicine. Yet we know, just as that prayer video about Hong Kong and, and Pastor David felt the same thing, I felt that that's, <laughs> we could pray that for us, for this place, America, and all of what we're going through. And so, God, we thank you today in this specific context, right here in this moment, that you have something to provoke your people, the people of God. To know that the God we serve is greater than the darkness that tries to come around us. That the God we serve is more mighty than whatever the circumstances that try to convince us that the enemy is winning. When in divine reality, greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. And so today, God, you brought me all the way from uh, good old Virginia to come down here to Houston, Texas. speak on your behalf yes. and Lord we believe that's your divine providence all of my righteousness is a filthy rag the time I've had with Pastor David and his precious wife last night and the people of God here I'm humbled to have this opportunity yet I'm also grateful that you're bigger and Lord, I believe you have a word for your people today. Let it happen by your spirit. Let them hear something that will provoke them, that will bear fruit and fruit that will remain. We take authority now over every hindering spirit. We thank you for the authority you've given us in the name of Jesus. And so because of that name, God, we drive out everything that would distract us from hearing what the spirit of the Lord has to say to us today. Give us ears to hear what you are saying. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I want to go ahead and, and, and repent right now. Um, is it where I need a timekeeper? 
Praise God. So that would be great. Yeah, we don't want to keep the children in there for to tomorrow. So praise God. If somebody could, like, give me a, a five-minute. Okay, give me a five-minute warning and hope I pay attention to that five-minute warning. Okay? Praise God. But clap your hands for ninth anniversary. Amen? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Ninth anniversary. Praise God. I can say Pastor Don Coleman from Richmond, Virginia. I will be back at an appointed time. And I promise you, I will bring my wife. Um, because she, uh, great day. What can I say? The only reason she's not here now is we just had our first grandchild. Yeah, little Elijah Donald. Yes. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, the sister tried to fake me on that. I, well, you know, I got to stay with Elijah. So, all right, I'll let you pull that off right now since he knew. But we'll be back. Amen. And I'm saying that with sincerity because <laughs> Pastor David been hanging out past couple of days. It's literally scary. Mm. The way our lives parallel. Then I, parallel. Then I walked in here. He told me yesterday. He said, okay, this is space. It's going to transition into where we meet for the local church. Exactly the exact same thing I did many, many years ago in ministry. I mean, exactly. I, I started crying. I'm like, this, this is scary. But I want to encourage you today. Go ahead and look at somebody and say, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Where, and say this, say, where you are, where you are. is not where you're always going to be. This God is a faithful God. And so I've been doing a lot of crying, riding around, driving around. Because actually, this has been a gift to me, Pastor David. It's been an amazing gift to me to remind me of the absolute faithfulness of God. So don't don't get it twisted. Don't get it. I mean, something is happening here far beyond what you can see. But we were laughing because when you're in it, you can't see. (laughs) It's hard to see while you're in it. So somebody got to send a crazy old dude from Richmond to tell you God is moving. God is up to something tremendous. And will you receive that today? But again, coming from Eastern Fellowship in Richmond, Virginia, local church in the inner heart and in the inner city of Richmond, Virginia. I've been blessed that God planted me in the neighborhood where I grew up. So some Sundays I can be up there preaching and somebody would just walk in off the street and go, wait a minute. Hold up. What is this? What is he doing up there? That's Don. We know Don. You know what I'm saying? We know Don. <laughs> You know, but God, somebody say, but God, God. that's the only but that doesn't stink. Amen. (laughs) So I've been blessed to serve God for many, many years doing this kind of work. I was, you know, I I get when we're invested to transform a specific geographic area because that's been my story. I've also had the privilege of, uh, well, kind of was a privilege, serving on the school board for our district. Was elected a couple of times and, and, and watched God do something in that area because that's what God chose to do with me in that. And, and all of those things, I also had a chance to work with CCDA, which I know you guys have heard of that and friends with that. But Dr. John Perkins had a big influence on the stuff that we're doing in Richmond, it's similar as he and the CCDA ministry has had here. But as we, we get into God's word today, I, I want to ask y'all to forgive me in advance because I might get animated and all of that. Come on. But see, and, uh, I'm celebrating the 10th anniversary of the fact that I should have died. In mm. uh, November 14th of 2009, my son-in-law and my daughter found me unconscious in my home. And um, in their craziness, I don't know why they didn't call an ambulance, <laughs> but they did. They told me the story. They did all kind of craziness to get me in the car and uh, get me to our community hospital, which if they had went across the bridge, we had this huge hospital, state hospital, but we have a little hospital in our community. Took me to that hospital. <sighs> After the first several moments of examination and stuff, uh, the doctors came out and pretty much said, this this man should be dead. Mm. My lungs were filled with fluid. And ended up in a coma for three and a half weeks. Um, 
to save my life, they felt they had to uh, cut my left leg off from, right, right leg off from the knee down. And um, we have a precious sister. She reminds me of you, sister. But the doctors came out. This, they told me all this, of course, because I was in a coma. The doctors came out and said, well, we're going we're gonna to have to cut uh, Pastor Coleman. They didn't say Pastor, most likely. They cut Mr. Coleman's leg off from the knee down to save his life. And she said, oh, no, you're not doing that. And uh, my, I had a young pastor, Presbyterian, young white Presbyterian, who was my co-pastor. He looked at her. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. The doctor said it. She said, I don't care what the doctor say. That's not happening. Sure enough, they uh, were not, did not cut my leg off. If you notice, I may be sitting down, getting up, sitting down. They did have to do some several surgeries on my feet that make it kind of awkward for me to stand sometimes, so just bear with me. But somebody said, but God. <laughs> that was 10 years ago. And I can tell you, since that 10 years, this, and this is another one of those experiences, like, Lord, thank you. I did not want to miss this. <laughs> the whole time I've been riding around with Pastor Hill. That's what I've been thinking. Like, man, I would have missed Ray's. <laughs> My God. Missed that good barbecue. Pray for the brother. Amen. But the other beautiful part of that story, just, just so you can connect with me a little bit with my passion, the other part of that story is that, is that after I came out of the coma, uh, they moved me to another hospital, and that's where I had to recover for several weeks. But while I was there, they recognized that, um, you know, they had to check my blood on a regular basis. I'm a little dark skin, if you noticed it, and the nurses were always having trouble finding my veins. And they were like, Dick. oh, we're so sorry, Mr. Coleman. Stick. Oh, Mr. Coleman, I'm sorry. We're going to go get nurse so-and-so. She's the master of this. We're going to bring her in here, and she's going to hit that thing. And she come in, and she do her little maneuvers. Oh, Mr. Coleman, we're so sorry. I said, what in the world? We got to do something. I mean, it's going on for days. You know, it's going on. Finally, one of the nurses said, oh, well, you know we can do this thing called a pick line. Yeah, we can put that in, and all we do is turn it on and turn it off. I want that. Take me down. Let's get that. They took me down to do that in-house surgery. And the nurse that was working in that department looked at me and said, wait a minute. Were you at that other hospital? Of course. I was like, they told me I was there. I was in a coma. She said, I work in the emergency. I work in the surgery part-time in that, at that hospital. And I remember you, sir. We had prepped to cut your leg off. And when we put you on the surgical table, the doctor said, wait a minute, there's nothing wrong with this man's leg. And I'm thinking, God, you let me meet this lady? And the rest is history. So again, if I get excited, just say, it's okay. He, rather, he, he thought he was going to be dead. That's why he acted like that. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, he, he thought he was going to be dead. That's, don't worry about it. We ain't going to be here but a few more minutes. He ain't gonna, it's okay. Come on, come on. But sometimes you gotta really believe this stuff. See? I, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm done. I'm not playing. I, I mean, I actually believe this stuff. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that God would send us to a communities where everybody else would be like, ah, and we're like, no, nope, we're going, and we're staying, and we're gonna stay through whatever it takes to see it transform. We're gonna sit down with people. I mean, come on, man. Like I said, I'm walking around here, just crazy day, the craziness. But God, see, but God. And so today I pray you listen, you hear the, the words I'm going to share, but um, don't let it land on the ground for just today. Yeah. Go ahead and touch the person beside. Just touch it and say, come on now, let's, get, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. Come on. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right? All right. So my, my style of ministry is, again, I'm, you, you, by the time you finish, you'll be thinking, well, what did he talk about? Don't worry about that. Praise God. It, it'll all connect. <laughs> Well, what was his text? What was it? You know, don't, don't, don't worry about all that. Because you know what? Again, my ministry is more about prophetic in the moment. Something's going to transpire in your heart that the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance at the appointed time for you to make application. Hello? Preaching is overrated. I'm going to tell you. Because if you just be totally honest, you know, we preach to you like every Sunday. Uh-huh. And I ask you how much you remember. 
You'd be like, yeah, I thought you, yeah, I, yeah, I remember that pastor. That was good. Well, what was it? Uh, come on, come on. So, so, so again, I'm, I'm not a pretender. You know, what you think about my preaching, God bless you. I think about the same thing. But what you, what you think about the power of Jesus Christ actually bringing transformation in your life is what really counts. What are you doing with the word of God? You know, some of us can exalt. We heard the preach. We heard the word. I appreciate that. Important. But the Bible says, be ye. Uh-oh. Some, uh, oh, wait, come on, Melissa. You better help the church out here. What David been doing, they better know. You to do the Bible, friend. It's to do the Bible. So we're going to give you some verses today. And my hope is, again, that you would decide how does this apply to my life? So my, my general point today is how to be properly positioned for harvest time. Wow. How to be properly positioned for harvest time. How many of you have faith that God is ready to fill this space? Okay, we got we got a couple. Okay, just so we, I don't need but one. I just need one person to agree with. How many of you got faith that God already filled Amen. the building of what y'all working on over there? Amen. Come on, friend. Come on. Come on. It, 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 that's what's got to happen for us. So in Matthew chapter nine, verses thirty-five through thirty-seven, here's Jesus, and Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless. Any harassed and helpless in this neighborhood? Any people you come up on them and you can see that they sense that what nothing's ever going to work out for me. You see, Those are the people Jesus likes to talk to. Those are the people Jesus likes to engage. It says this, like sheep without a shepherd. Let me say something here because the Bible says it. The Bible says give honor to whom honor is due. Pastor David didn't know this. But come on, the bottom line is I was checking him out. All the time we riding around, I'm checking him like, okay, he said he a pastor. Let's see. (laughs) Again, tears. All I can do is cry. This, brother, is the real deal, y'all. If, you, if you're trying to figure out, what is this, is this where I'm supposed to be? I'm telling you, this, brother, is the real deal. It's the real deal when we can pull up to the building and people run up to the car. We can walk to the, to the yard sale and they just flock into them, flock into them. Pass the day. Grandpa, grandpa get me my Christmas gift. That's a great day. It's ain't even nowhere near Christmas. Real, 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 real. Come on, man. I, I'm, I'm sitting there going like, come on. So, again, this, this thing I'm talking about today, position for harvest, I'm not blowing smoke. I'm telling you that in me, there's a divine expectancy that I'll return here at some point and my mind will be totally blown. Because the God that we serve is able to do exceeding abundantly beyond whatever my little pea brain can think. The God we serve, he's bigger than that. And so we see this Jesus. And then it goes on to say, like a sheep without a shepherd. My friend, this neighborhood has an authentic shepherd. Would you clap your hands, somebody? You guys have an authentic shepherd here. People don't have to be without a shepherd here. They may choose to be without one, but they don't have to be. And then he said to his disciples, anybody here a disciple of Jesus? Be honest, just raise your hand. If you feel like I'm a disciple of Jesus, I am not, I ain't scared. I'm a disciple. Come on, get it up. I'm a disciple of Jesus. Okay, so that means we're talking to you. Just want to trick you into that. <laughs> the harvest is plentiful. Uh-oh, here we go. This the part. But the laborers. Go ahead and touch, hunch the person. Laborers. Now, you're a disciple, but are you a laborer? What does labor mean? Go ahead, tell the truth. You know what it means. What? Work. Uh Hello? Work. Hard work. Laborers. How many who want to go to heaven? Uh See that? Told you. Told you. That's why we want to go to heaven. Who want to be a hard worker? Ooh, yeah, I guess I want to be one if I want to go to heaven. 
The harvest is plentiful. That's the other thing. The other thing that we got to see here is the, is the power of Jesus and how Jesus was able to see what people couldn't see. You see? And now this next, going on to this next one, Acts chapter, I mean, Luke chapter 10, verses 1, 2, 3. Very similar circumstances here, but just seen it the way Luke saw it. And after this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him. My friend, today, I want you to know something. And Pastor David and Miss Melissa, I want y'all to know this today. The only reason God sent you here is because Jesus was going ahead of you. See, sometimes we feel, you know, the Lord sent me. No, he was already here. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go before you. I got a plan before you came up with whatever vision you thought you had. Jesus said, oh, I'm, I'm going before you. 72 others and sent them on ahead of him two by two into every town and place where he himself was about to go. That's always the pattern of Jesus. If he sent you, he said, I'm with you. And he said to them, the harvest, once again, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And so here's the next what comes is the strategy for the for the plentiful harvest. And what God needs to happen. Look at this. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest. I was talking to Pastor David and this thing blessed my heart because this was he, he just shared with me. He said he sensed that the season now for restoration, the season is a season of intense prayer and intense evangelism. Somebody say intense prayer, intense evangelism. But ladies and gentlemen, I want you to understand the two go together. They go together. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the to send out laborers into the harvest. Go your way. Behold, I'm sending you. You see that? You see that? Can you hear that? Can you hear God sending you? Don't panic. He just wants you to pay attention in your life about those you encounter that need Jesus. But if we're so busy just concerned about our about me, myself, and I, we can miss the harvest right in front of us. But here's the scary part. I'm sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Our world is broken. Violence is all around. But our God is with us. Amen. You see that? And we got to know one, one of my, my early mentors said, you got to know who sent you. You didn't go on your own. You're not here on your own. If you're here of your own accord, be afraid. OK, go on, be afraid. But if you are here because you have yielded yourself over to the spirit of God, that you practice yielding yourself over to God, be get ready to be amazed at what God wants to do in and through you. Let me rush on here. Matthew 13, 30. Here's another point I just want to bring out to you, but it says it like this. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But the point I want to make is, but gather the wheat into my barn. My friend, in a neighborhood like this, there's all kind of stuff going on. You're going to encounter things that sometimes you say, man, I invested in this person and look like they just not turning around. That's not your issue. You can't let discouragement hinder you because the next one might be some wheat. The next one might be some wheat. And a lot of times, look, look, look at this now. I'm 59 years old and I can say this with absolute confidence. <clears throat> I've been through a lot of craziness. But I can look back now and see that my craziness was to get the craziness out of me. <laughs> God had to let me go through some craziness to get the craziness out of me. You see that? And so sometimes when you're thinking, oh, this so disappointed me. No, God trying to get you out of your pride. You're so used to when you do something, it produces a certain fruit. And so you don't even realize that you're investing in somebody so they can be your trophy. Come on. And God is like, no trophies allowed. 
they belong to me. So let me see how serious you are about doing ministry after you get disappointed a few times. And you see, the, the beautiful place where we learn that is urban ministry, baby. And so that's why a lot of people don't want to do this. Because they want to, you know, they want to pop that thing out. Man, they got a thousand people on the first Sunday they started. But for some of us, God is like, I need you in this place, in this time, and to stay at it. And the people who have to be the most leery and aware of that is those of us who have choices. Hello? Uh-oh. He's coming back after this, Pastor David. Do not bring him back. We do not want this Pastor Coleman to come back. Because, see, there's a lot of people in this specific neighborhood that they feel like they don't have a choice. And those of us who do have a choice have to be able to model to them that Jesus has had us make the choice to be in the muck and mire with them. He's made us, we made the choice to lay down our lives, to not exalt ourselves, to not to have the bigger, better, best. But we made the choice to be here because of the, Jesus loves you that much. That's where the power is, my friend. If you have not been cursed out, you ain't really serious about loving somebody. Come on. Come on. You, I mean, they crucified Jesus. Come on, friend. Read the Bible. I know American churchianity might tell you something different. But if you read the Bible, if you read the Bible, they crucified the perfect one. Everybody perfect, get up and leave right now. Oh, thank you. They crucified the perfect one. So what would make you think that he might let, let he might let, he may allow you to go through a little suffering. <laughs> the Bible, this is what, you know the Bible. The Bible is crazy, right? Rejoice when you are persecuted. <laughs> what? <laughs> when people speak all manner of evil of you, rejoice. Don't you want to meet some Christians like that? I want to meet some. <laughs> Come on here, somebody. Here we go. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. But gather the wheat into my barn. Somebody say this. Say, I, I choose, choose to have an expectancy, have an expectancy that there is wheat, there is wheat to, be to be gathered in this specific, in this specific neighborhood. neighborhood. And I will not be moved, not be moved when every now and then <laughs> I run up on, run up on the other stuff. <laughs> All right, all right. John 4, 23 and 24. But the hour is coming and now and is now here when the true worshipers. Now, that's another point I want to bring out to you. We got to be true worshipers. Come on here. Would you clap your hands again for Pastor David and my sister, sound team, music. You know, I'm, I'm up there again. I'm crying. I'm crying because true worshipers, man, you ain't got to have it all together. You're just going to worship God. And like you say, you know, I try to sing a little bit too sometimes, praise God. But they, you know, they be working the brother. Stay back there, Pastor. Y'all let y'all pastor going on up the front. Yeah, they be keeping me in the back, bro. Stay back there, bro. To true worshipers. True worshipers. True worshipers. True worshipers. True worshipers. True worshipers. I don't know about you. And again, and I and I and I I'm really I want to encourage young people. I want to encourage you, young people. Go after God with all your heart. Because a lot of churchianity has happened. But now, I love the fact that young people are not playing. They're like, if I'm going to serve Jesus, Jesus is going to be real. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it real. And those of us who are a little older, we got to be willing to go toe-to-toe with them when they ask us the hard questions. When they ask us those hard questions around Jesus. What does Jesus talk? You know, come on. Do Jesus, is Jesus white? Did he say that in church? Because that's the stuff we're going to confront on the street, my friend. That's right. People want to know. Does that hurt your feelings? <clears throat> or can you stand up and say, See, I'm from Virginia. This is what I'm about to say now is real hard. We made up black and white in Virginia. We just made it up. 
Google it, young people. For what? To divide. Go in the scriptures and see if you can find black and white. I think you find it. You may find Jew and Gentile. We made it up. And out of making it up, we allowed it to distract us from the fullness of the beauty of what's happening in this room right now. God has ordained that we all be together. Because I told you earlier, we say you want to go to heaven. Hello? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you get to heaven, I'm sure there's going to be a white section. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely a black section. <laughs> Korean, Asian. Okay. No, my friend. Every nation, tribe, and creed. I'm excited. And then the Bible tells us to pray that kingdom come, that will be done on Mars. No. Come, what you say, sister? On earth as it is in heaven. So this right here, what y'all trying to do, it's a fight, baby. But fight the fight. Fight to fight. Fight to be together. Be honest about what you're going through with one another. Especially when you come to this context and you came from somewhere like Kansas. And then you come here. Come on, you got to be real, baby. Hello, Dorothy, don't live here. Come on, you got to be real. Come on, and you got to accept the fact there's adjustments that have to be made. And then for those of us from any other culture, we've got to be willing to work with one another's culture. Hello, hello, hello. We got to stop being afraid. Because you know what? The greatest culture of all is what? The kingdom culture. And when we learn how to press into, how to balance out our culture with the kingdom culture, we got something going on. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Clap for the person beside you. I want to preach it. Clap for the person beside you. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the fa- this is scary right here. For the Father seeking is seeking such people to worship Him. Amen. Wouldn't you love for God to be pursuing you? Amen. Be a true worshiper. <laughs> God will pursue you. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. And y'all work, Pastor David, on that, all right? Because I got to go. But y'all work past it and say, Pastor Day, what is, how do you worship God in spirit and in truth? I want, that, that preacher said that, and it's in the Bible. I want to I be living that way. But you know, I discovered something really simple. The best way to be spiritual is to just do what's in the Bible. <laughs> because Jesus said it this way in John. He said, these words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God, when it comes alive inside of you, it produces spirituality that is aligned with the word of God. So if you want to be spiritual, just do the Bible. Just do what the Bible says. One of the things it says is love your neighbor. No greater love than it. Lay down your life for a friend. That's something to keep a list of. How many times a day have I laid down my life for somebody else? That's a great list to keep. And most of us, we know by the time we get to the end of the day, it's on there. What's on there? Zero. Because we've been so focused on taking care of ourselves. So here we go now. This is, I'm closing out here. And this is, this is, this is very prophetic, what I'm about to say to you. I'm going to read it from the scripture. But then I want you to try to see, be, see what I see, what I've seen over these past few days, how this actually fits What's happening here? John chapter 4, <clears throat> verses 31 through 38. This is what it says. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. So here we go. We got Jesus. We got his disciples. And they're saying, and Jesus is like, you know, of course, Jesus is Jesus. Jesus. He's the leader. And they say, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him something to eat? (laughs) Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish the work. So I want you to see. So here you got the disciples who've been walking with Jesus. 
But that Jesus is doing things and they're going like, and saying things like, well, what, 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 what? But Jesus then breaks it down for him. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish the work. My friend today, I want to say to you, and in no way, in no way, don't get anything twisted, but just hear my heart prophetically. I believe that Pastor David is one of those people that similarly he has chosen that his food is to do the will of him who sent him and to accomplish his work. As I'm riding around with him and he's, he's pointing out things in the neighborhood and he's describing things in the neighborhood. Even we, we rode past something and, and uh, brother, brother Sam was with us and Brother Sam said, well, dog, they could make a little more progress on that. And, 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 and Pastor David was like, oh, yeah, they're doing great. That's brother, see all that stuff? And I was, I was like, Pastor, Brother Sam, I was like, well, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that is that. Because he could see, he sees, sees differently. Because he's eating some different food. Oh, come on here, somebody. See, God has given him a food for this place, a heart for this place, a vision for this place that the rest of us are growing into. And that's what Jesus recognized. And then he, then he said this because they, they, he, he, he exposed them. He said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish the work. And then he said to them, do you not say that they are yet four months and then comes the harvest? He's saying like, you know, they're saying like, well, well, it's going to happen one day. Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields, see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life. Remember that thing I said about laborers? Are you a laborer? You see, Pastor David and Miss Melissa and many others, don't get me wrong. I know there are many of you that have been here. was telling me a brother, been here from the beginning. Sowing seeds, sowing seeds, sowing seeds, sowing seeds, sowing seeds, sowing seeds. How do you position yourself for harvest time? It's a heart positioning. Harvest time is here, my friend, restoration. But we've got to be properly positioned. And some of you have come, just come around. I met my friend Aaron today, and we got a funny story. Ask me after the service, I'll tell you that story. But it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. God is sending people, sending people because the seeds have been sown. The seeds have been sown. And so, but you got to have some more workers who are what? Reapers. Who's going to do the work yes. as these seeds are starting to manifest and bubble up? Who's going to do the work? Man, I bless, bless my heart just, just hanging out with uh, Brother Sam, uh, Michael Sams, and, and just the beauty of his heart to see people discipled. I was like, mm, that's good. Gets it. Because see, Pastor David and all the others have planted these seeds. And as they sprout up, though, they got to be reaped. It's got it's to help people move, move to, to different places, help people move to different places, help people grow. My friends back there, all you grow. You want to grow in the Lord. Clap your hands for men being at church. Would you clap your hands for that? Come on now. You better get excited about that. They could be doing a whole lot of other stuff. But the, the fruit, the bear fruit, that's my phone. There you go. There you go. You got it? Good. Thanks. Good. Oh, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. All right. I put a time on myself. Okay. I thought that was me. No, no, maybe it's not me. That is you. That still is you. And the door is telling, Daddy, that is you. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, but we, we, we see, again, there's, there, I love Brother Sam. He want to, you know, disciple people. The reaping is helping people get to the next level. The seeds have been sown. The seeds have been sown. The, 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 the concrete, the, the, the awning, all that stuff has been set up for that building. For what? No, it's got to be completed and then people got to go in there. But it's, it's, are, we, as are, are our hearts prepared to be a part of that? We're not content with coming here on Sundays. 
No, we're out and about. We're engaging. We have an expectancy that our lives, that, that our neighbors will come into our home and we will help them see the fullness of why we're here. For here the saying, no, here we go. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life. So that the sower and the reaper may rejoice together. The hills and many others have been sowing, 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 sowing. And then God has sent others who come who come alongside and many more that's going to come and come alongside but we'll rejoice together Amen. we'll rejoice together and then here's the crazy part one sows another reaps see everybody has their role their position is so important I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor mm. others have labored see they were laboring while they were planting those seeds amen and they continue to labor. And they will continue to labor. And you will continue to labor. If we read the Bible, the Bible is about disciples that make disciples that make disciples that make disciples. This is supposed to go on and on and on. But in our seasons, we got to know where we are. If we're a reaper, we got to do the work. If we're a sower, we got to do the work. Because the harvest is plenteous. But we, the laborers are the ones that are few. The sowers and the reapers are where the issue is. And then James 3, 17 and 18, and I'm going to take my seat. But the wisdom from above is first pure. You know, one of the things that is a beautiful thing about urban ministry, especially when we come alongside people who God has used to plant the original seeds to get to spring up, it's so important. I really like, like the way I appreciate how Pastor David um, honors me. He just has a revelation to honor somebody that's gone before him. It just really blesses my heart. He hasn't like been with me a lot, but he chooses to position himself to honor me because he, he recognizes that I've been ahead of him in doing the work. This is so critical. But the wisdom from above is first pure then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. These are the kind of attitudes we need to take on when we're working together to do the work of ministry. We have to know how to give honor to whom honor is due. We need to know how this word scare people. Submit ourselves. Okay. For the purpose of what? The advancement of the kingdom. Not that I'm under somebody or they're over me. And especially when you got somebody, Pastor David, man, what I love about him, he, he, he gets that the greatest would be the servant. Mm -hmm. But as much as he gets that, there has to be people around him that also get to give honor to whom honor is due. Because when that honor happens, when that wisdom is operating, there's an exponential move of what God can do in this place. And then we see it right here. First, uh, James 3, 18. And a harvest of righteousness. A harvest of righteousness. You see, my friend, you, you guys don't want to just get that next building filled for the sake of having the building filled. You want a harvest of righteousness. Amen. You want people to be able to stand in there and give their testimony. Amen. How they came from the guttermost to the uttermost. How they used to kill, steal, and rob. Now they're the biggest givers in the church. <laughs> Come on here, somebody. Huh? How they used to be so self-centered. Now all they want to do is serve others. A harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. You see, my friend, restoration, a huge part of what you all are doing is bringing the peace of God to this community. Bringing the peace of God. Amen. Bringing the unity of the spirit amongst one another. Loving one another. Caring about one another. Modeling to this specific context and neighborhood. That kingdom come that will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. 
giving honor to whom honor is due. Those of us in leadership staying in that place of being servants. The harvest is plenteous. It's harvest time. Restoration. Will you choose to position your hearts to be a part of that harvest? To be the sowers and the reapers and being able to rejoice together. Father God, we thank you today. We thank you for your presence, that your presence is more real than our own realities. Lord, I thank you today that uh, uh, to another level, you seal my relationship with Pastor David and this, this con congregation, God. My heart, God, would just cry out. You know I'm an intercessor, so they can be assured. And even right now, back in Richmond, we've got people praying for this time because there is a divine expectancy, especially God, where I've been able to come here and affirm that this is ground that you have plowed because your man and woman servant have chosen to be obedient to you. They've chosen to sow into this place. And now, God, we believe that it's time for your reaping, for your harvest, because you said they didn't say that. You had already gone before them because wherever you send us, you go before us. You had already decided that there would be a great harvest, yes. that there would be a plenteous harvest that would come in this specific context. And we say yes and amen. We say amen. something shifts yes. in the heavens even today in the hearts of your people. Yes. Every person even here in this room and some that didn't make it today, that yes. there is a shift in their hearts yes. to be laborers, oh yes. God, to be reapers, oh God, to be disciples and yes. disciple makers, oh God. And we say yes, mighty God. Pour it out by your spirit. And then, God, we say you're continuing to send laborers because we're praying to the Lord of the harvest. Send us more laborers, God. Send us more families. Send us more families that will position them heart, their hearts, oh God, to honor God's spiritual authority that's already here who will come and stand with the man and woman of God and the rest of the team and see your harvest. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. And that others will look and see and say that this is the Lord's doing. Mm -hmm. And it's marvelous in our eyes. Yes. Yes. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Is there anyone here today He said, man, this dude up here yelling and screaming. But he was talking about a Jesus. And if you're here today and you're thinking, man, I, I want to know that Jesus. If something has pricked in your heart and said, man, I would really want to know that Jesus. Is anyone like that today? If you just raise your hand, we would love to get somebody to pray with you. Anybody like that? You know, he died. He was buried. He rose again. To pay the price for our sin, our brokenness. He's available to you. One other person or people I like to pray for in this, again, just slip your hands up. If you heard this message today and you say, yeah, I, I want to increase in being a laborer. I, I, I received that, Pastor Don. I, I'm here. I'm a part of this. And I do. I want to do better at being a laborer. Would you just slip your hand up, too, please? Thank you. I see those hands. All right. Father God, you see those hands now. And Lord, we just ask that your anointing, Amen. keep them up, keep them up, keep them up. I got my eyes closed. It's not about me. This is, I'm telling you, something's going to transfer for you. You, you, you. Come on, receive it now. That Lord, yes, because that's what you told us to pray. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers into the harvest. These are those who have their hands raised, God. They're saying they want to be better laborers. They want to be better laborers. And now, God, I ask for your supernatural anointing. Beyond them, they, they won't sense any stress or pressure. They got to do. No, they got to make something now. No. Now unto him, you're the one that's able to do exceeding abundantly. They just position themselves to say, yeah, I want to be a better laborer. And now, God, we say that they will see fruit and they will connect back to this day. They will say, I remember that day. And since that day. I've seen more reaping and harvest in my life. I've seen more reaping and harvest for our local church. Because I positioned my heart to be a laborer 
that we would see more of the plenteous harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so, so, so much. Thank you. Amen. Well, thank you for that word. And, and listen, I, uh, I appreciate the kind words, but I, I also know that there are many, boy, there are some folks here been serving behind the scenes and doing on, great work. Yes. And I can't tell you how yes. appreciative yes. I am yes. to have you alongside of the work that we're doing. Yes. And I was also struck by what you said, too, where there will be those who will reap where they did not sow. And some of you will have come lately or come right. after this thing has started. Right. There you go. And you will play a key role. Come on. You will do much, do much to, to reap what has been yes. sown. And yes. I want to let you know I, we welcome it we on welcome the team. It. Come on. You son. know what I'm saying? We welcome it. And I want, I'm excited. I was sharing with the guys on our men's retreat. I was sharing with him. But I, I feel like the next season for us is a season of prayer and evangelism. Yes. And prayer because of what is to come, yes. that God will prepare our hearts yes. and that we would be made ready yes. to effectively handle, to do and handle the results of that. Come on. You know, because I'm learning that sometimes, I'm even learning now as we pray for some of the things we see happening for a long time. But, you know, sometimes you pray for stuff so long, <laughs> you, 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 you dream about it, you think about it. The whole idea of like what happens when it actually happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you dream of getting married, you dream of having kids, but then when they get here, it's like, oh, like this this is a whole nother ball game now. You know what I'm saying? I got to I got to feed this person for the next eighteen. 20 years, 22, 23, I got to figure this thing out now. You know what I'm saying? So the dream became reality, and now it's this whole other thing. And so I, I really sense in our, our growth or our, our, our season as a body, we've been dreaming, we've been visioning. But I feel, uh, April, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel something kicking in the womb. And, and, it's, and it feels like it's about to be birthed. Come on. But then there's what comes next. Yes. We've got to raise what's been birthed. Yes. And, so, uh, and so I think, Don, you are prophetic in that. And so I really feel like the preparation mm -hmm. is, is, on, is at hand yes. for us. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and that's for me. And so I'm asking for your prayers yes. as your pastor that I may do well, that I may lead well, that I yeah. may be prepared well, yeah. and that, uh, and that, uh, and and I need your. We need to do need this together. together. We got to do this together, and yeah. everybody is 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 needed in this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I need a little bit of Texas. I need a little bit of Oklahoma. <laughs> I need a lot of Kansas. I'm just gonna be real with you. I need a lot of Kansas. I need a lot of Kansas in this thing, and so. Uh, a little Fredericksburg won't hurt either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, but we're excited about what God is doing. We're excited yeah. about it, and 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 I hope you got the spirit of that. Yes, yeah. Is what He wants to do. And so again, next Sunday we will be celebrating. Uh, we're going to be honoring, giving honor where honor is due oh. to one another. Yeah. We're going to be honoring one another and loving one another. So please come. And if God is is spoken in your heart of a word to share. Mm -hmm. Of a gift to give. Yeah. Um, let's let's be prepared to do that Amen. as we love one another right. in that way. Amen. Amen. Amen.